Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll wing it. Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to WordAlive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word of Life is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 646- Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. Praise the Lord. God bless you, one and all. We're so grateful and glad to have you tonight. As my co-host, this, my name is Ella, and my co-host is having some technical difficulties. So as you say a prayer, so she don't get flustered and everything rolls out because there's an awesome message, a continuum of last week, and there is a really awesome anointing on her for this vision that this perception has and the effect and how we transition from one place to another. Uh, I am anticipating this with great delight and 
expectation that God will give us this revelation and that our lives can move forward with a clear assignment of how we go from A to B to C to D and that we wear the crown that Jesus paid for as the children of the living God as our lives are transformed that we may be more like him. And here she is, Renetta. Amen. Thank Thank you, Ella. This is Renetta. (laughs) Sorry about that, but I got disconnected from the Internet temporarily. But uh, I'm glad my co-host was here so she can keep things going. And today is, I don't know what all she said, so today is uh, July the 11th, 2015. And so we're going to jump right in. As she said, we are continuing uh, last uh, what we started a couple of weeks ago, so we are continuing from last week. And so tonight we're going to we're going to be talking about you know, how do we move forward and uh dealing with where our perceptions are at this point in our life, how do we move forward? So it's something that definitely has to take place in our life. When we first get saved, because our perceptions are formed by whatever experiences we have had up to that point. And as I said last week, our thoughts are not God's thoughts, and our ways are not his ways. So we need to start lining our thoughts up with his thoughts and our ways with his ways. So the perceptions that we are we're, we uh, that are inbred within us through the course of our life are not going to allow us to do that. So what are we? How how is this going to take place in our life? I'm going to look at a word that I've used previously called precept, a rule that says how people should behave. Rule means a prescribed guide, law, statute, or ordinance for conduct or uh, or action. So praise the Lord. Until she comes back, she got disconnected again, just contemplating and thinking about our actions and our thoughts and our actions. I believe that's what how she put it. Because what we think drives our actions, motivates our actions and behaviors. Uh, and then our emotions have to come in alignment with our belief system. So and until she returns, we will uh, things in our own lives. Uh, how do we change? How does God change us? And, you know, there's times that we want to have a certain behavior and it just don't seem to line up like we really want to. We think we got it. And uh, something rise up, an old pattern, and we fall back into that, reacting to it in a way that we really don't want to. But uh, we're learning about these things in this teaching series here. Uh, I hope she understands that she is has been dropped. Uh, so I am going to I'm going to use another phone and call her 
and remind her, let her know that she is not connected. So if you would, radio audience, please bear with us and pray for us that uh, because this is an awesome revelation that will make our transition a whole lot smoother because we will have a clear perception of how it works. And it really works every time it works. So just a moment here. Okay. This is you calling me. Hello? Hello, I'm sorry. Hey, Ella. Sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Uh, the the studio said I was still on, but I couldn't hear anything, so I just switched to a different phone. I don't know what was what was okay, wrong with I, that phone. Okay. I was carrying on, and then I decided I would. I knew you had lost connection, and so I got Nate's phone, and I was gonna call you off your yeah. husband's. Okay, praise the Lord, radio audience. We're back and preparing to go. <laughs> I, I apologize. I don't know what the challenge is tonight, but uh, when you're dealing with technology, you have these kind of things that happen sometimes. But I'm going to try to <laughs> get started on this one more time. Please forgive us. And continue to listen. We're going to finish this. Uh so we, I don't know exactly where I got uh, cut off at, but we're talking about perception, uh, which is a conduct or uh, a rule, uh, a way, uh, or it's like a set of statutes, laws, or ordinances, or a prescribed way to handle yourself or conduct yourself or to conduct your activities. So through God's guide, we know how to conduct ourselves. What We know what words to speak, and we know what actions should be. Now, when you first get saved, if you wasn't raised in the church, you wouldn't have any idea what I just said or what I was talking about because you don't know what God's God is or what his conduct is. And so you have to go through phases in your life and actually take necessary steps to get yourself from the state of mind that you're in when you first come to know God to get to the state of mind where you need to be so you can really start transforming. So let's take a look at Ephesians 4.22 that ye put off concerning former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to, excuse me, the deceitful lust. And now let's go right to Second Peter chapter 3, verse 11. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness. So now, this is the manner which something should become should come out of us: holy, godliness, not deceitful lust, not with ulterior motives. So we got to go from being the type of person that always had our own agenda, 
and and our purpose in life was to accomplish whatever our goals are. We we wasn't out to accomplish God's goals or any anybody else's goals. We, you know, mankind, you know, on a, a mission to get as much as we can. And for for the most part, uh, most of mankind don't care who we have to run over to get what it is that we're after ourselves. You know, uh, there are, you know, some people in the world that do have a desire to help people. They're just born with a desire to be helpers of somebody else. They see the plight of man and they want to help the plight of man. Whether they save or not, that's their mission in life, to help somebody else. But then you have those that are success-driven, power-driven, and they have a, a goal set and they want to get there by any means necessary. Well, that's not, you know, when we when we switch over and we become a child of God, all of a sudden our plate is no longer our plate. Our lives don't belong to us anymore. We've been bought with a price, paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he paid the price for our lives for a reason, not so that we can just continue to live any way we want to live with no regard to man and no regard to God. Now, of course, there are some people who get saved and they live their lives the way they want to live it. They make no changes. You know, they come to church one day, they hear the message of salvation, they believe it, they receive it, and they go home and they continue to live the way they've already always lived. Why is that? Because they don't follow on to know Christ. They don't follow on to know God, and they don't do what's necessary to change their lives. So salvation introduces you to Jesus. But when you follow on to know God, many changes begin to take place in your life. Why? Because as you're following on to know God, you're not going to remain the same. You can't stay the same. As we follow on to know God, as we read the scripture, as we study, as we study the word of God, we begin to see the character of God exposed in the scripture. And in seeing the, the character of God and realizing and understanding what he's done for us, we begin to change in that process because we learn so much about God. And one of the most important things we learn is that he has made a commitment to abide with you and to never leave you alone, and to never forsake you. He's with you always. And as we begin to uncover the truth in God's word, we begin to put off concerning former conversation. We begin to be, we begin to change. Why? Our influences are different now. What used to influence us is not influencing us the way it used to because we have a new influence. What is it? The word of God. And the word of God has transforming power. As we read last week in Romans uh, 12 and 2, the scripture says, be not conformed to the world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so as our mind is renewed by the word of God, our perception begins to change. We begin to take on new precepts. We have a new rule of how we are supposed to behave. And this is what causes us to put off concerning the former conversations, the old man, the person that used to rise up whenever somebody did something wrong. 
the person that maybe would have cussed somebody out if they crossed us up or if they stepped on our toe or if they got a little too close to our personal space, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust because we were caught up in our own desires. What we want is all about me, it's all about me, it's all about me. But as the word of God begins to transform and something takes place in our heart and our life is not all about us anymore, we've made room for something outside of ourselves. And that thing that we've made room for begins to take over. It begins to expand within us as we begin to yield to it by reading the word, by studying the word, and the word transforming us and changing the way we think and changing the way we talk. We have new influences, and our perception begins to change. Yeah. And all of a sudden, those former conversations and that old man began to take on holy conversation and godliness. Why? Because what is influencing us, the word of God, is changing how we think and how we see things, which causes us to change what we, how we meditate and what we choose to meditate on. It causes us to change how we talk, how we act, how we carry out our life. And it changed the very desires and nature of our heart. And we're no longer consumed with deceitful lust or ulterior motives. Take First uh, Peter one and twenty two. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Now I'm talking about us changing and uh, talking about our perception. What does love have to do with it? Well, if you once you begin to read and study the Word of God, and the character of God begin to unfold itself in the Word of God, you become consumed with God's love. Amen. You become overwhelmed with God. First, you get introduced to God's love. You think you're, and you are introduced with God's love when you first get saved. That's when you first hear about it. When you hear what Jesus did for us, I mean, that's the greatest gift of love. He gave his his son for us. But then all of a sudden you find out there's a little more to it even than that. He loves you so much. It's so much hidden in that that you don't know about when you first get saved. And all of a sudden it begin, you get begin to get exposed to it in the word of God. And, of course, a lot of it you don't understand when you first read it. But if you go on and you delve in that word and you really follow on to know God. Yeah. Oh. Not just to read about God, not just to meditate about God, and not just to listen to people talk about God, but you follow on to know God. You enter into a relationship with God. You elevate to a level where you begin to commune with this God that you're reading about and you're studying about. And that's when you really, really, really begin to change because you become familiar with the presence of God. Mm. You begin to you begin to get get um, 
used to coming into his presence as you pray, as you talk with him, as you conversate with him. And then all of a sudden you find out not only can you talk to him, but he wants to commune with you too. (laughs) He begins to uh, reveal things to you. He begins to expose to you what the word really means and what it means for you at that state that you are in your life the moment you read it, the moment you study it, the moment you ponder it, the moment you meditate upon it, and the moment you turn to him and you say, God, what does this mean? (laughs) What is this saying? And then he begins to reveal more of himself to you. And then now you've entered into intimacy with God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a transformation takes place that, I mean, I can't really tell you about. It's something you have to experience for yourself. But it changes your life. It changes who you are. Oh, yeah. And the love of God begins to overflow you, overwhelm you, permeate you, saturate Mm -hmm. you, and you find out this is real. It's something you can almost reach out and you feel, you can almost just reach out and touch it and pick it up and hold it. You begin to interact with it. It's real. You can have a relationship with the Father. You can have a relationship with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. They are real, and they they are intertwined within each other, and you become intertwined with them. Glory to God. My, 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 I'm thinking about the scripture, Ella, that says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. And you know, other scriptures that, that comes to my mind is, he said, with his love and his kindness, he draws <laughs> all to experience that love just drawing you. Just imagine that love that just just gets into your mind and gets into your whole emotional structure and your emotions drawing of this love. And we come and we yield to it and we yield, we hear it. And we begin to feel it and experience it. And it comes alive and the transformation takes place with that love and his kindness. Oh, my God. Absolutely. It's true. I'm going to read that scripture again. Seeing ye have purified your souls, your mind, your will, your emotions, and obeying the truth through the spirit unto un Fame love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. And the, the reason why we can do this is because we have been overtaken by the love of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's everywhere. It's a thread of the love of God all through the word of God. You cannot encounter seriously, truly, really, meditate and study the word of God without being impacted by the love of God. You cannot do it. You just can't because it's his love. His word to us is a love letter from God to us. Glory to God. And it overwhelms us so that we, we are compelled to love him, but we're compelled to love one another. 
Yes, yes, yes. Our whole walk with God, the whole plan of salvation, yeah, it's to bring you to God, but it's about us in relationship with others in God. Amen. We are members of the, we become members of the body of Christ, so it's definitely not about us anymore. We function at, together in a body of believers. Hallelujah. And we are all a member of one body, many members, but it's one body. It is so powerful if we get the revelation, the understanding of what it means to be a part of this body and that we function as a body interacting with God. And, and you know, it amazes me when I come home from church and hear a message and come home and pick up the phone and call another saint and, and we have a conversation that incorporates the message that I heard at church today. How can that be? We are a member of the same body. God is speaking to all of us. And he lines us up with his will and his purpose. And He so he's not going to speak 50,000 messages at one time. He might speak in 50,000 ways so we all understand it because we all understand differently. But it, he, he's trying to get us all to the same place. Mighty God, mighty God. Coming to the place where we walk according to his way, where we think according to his thoughts, where our meditations are his meditations, where the desires of our heart is the desires of his heart. And as this transformation takes place, our perception begins to change. We stop being mummers and complainers. When we first get saved, we mummer and complain about everything. As we adhere and we submit to the Potter's will, as we submit to um, the transforming power of God through his word, as we connect to a body of believers and we become consistently going to church, hearing the word, being taught, we get into conversation with other believers about the word of God. We hear testimonies of things that God has done in their lives, and we have all of these new influences coming from the right place, and we change. We change the way we think. We change the way we talk. Our conversations become holy. Our actions and deeds become righteous. We don't have evil motives behind them, but the love of God is behind what we do. Oh, yeah. It is Hallelujah. For God is love. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to go just a little bit further, and then we'll we'll switch. Is there a way to control our perception? How can I control what my perception will be? If out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, who or what controls the heart? Matthew 12, 34 says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So as our perception begins to change, what's in your heart is going to change. (laughs) When I begin to think more like God, more like what his word is speaking into me, 
if 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 I'm begin to if I'm reading and meditating on on the word, if I'm praying and interacting with the Lord and getting to know God, the Holy Spirit is leading me and guiding me, and I'm hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying, and I'm obeying. Remember, it says, "Obeying the truth through the Spirit." Ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. And we start obeying. So I'm starting to walk out the word of God. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. I'm not just going to church hearing the word no more. I'm allowing the word to have its way in my life. So I'm changing. So now out of the, it's always out of the abundance of the heart that mouth speak always. But as I transform and change, I no longer speak evil. Because I no longer have evil thoughts because I'm no longer meditating on evil and wickedness. I'm no longer meditating on why somebody looking at me cross-eyed and why she didn't speak to me last week. Because I'm too consumed by the word and the love of God to let that my, my mind go there anymore. So I begin to change. And I walk in church and leave and go home and I don't know who did or didn't speak to me and it doesn't matter anymore. Because I'm overwhelmed by the love of God. And I want to love my brothers and my sisters. And all I have for them is love. And so now you get to the place where uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 becomes how I live. And I hold no account against no man. So if somebody stepped on my, my toe Sunday, I don't even remember it. It's not an issue for me anymore. Somebody looked at me cross-eyed across the church. I didn't even notice it because I'm caught up in what God is doing now. Hallelujah. It's not that things stop happening around me. It's that I change, and they don't have the same effect on me or influence on me as they use. My perception is different, so I see things differently. So yeah. now I don't see the person who's looking at me cock at it across the church. I don't see that anymore because it's no longer an issue. My soul is in a different place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My relationship with God is taking over my perception. Oh, my God, I didn't really mean to go all that way to, tonight. <laughs> but amen, praise God. <laughs> Ella, you can have closing remarks and take us out, Ella. All right. Father God, we thank you tonight for your the life that is in your word, the life that draws us to you, that life that causes our hearts to change and melt in the awesome love. Your love just melts us, oh, God. And your word becomes strength power. It gives us that life that causes you to rise up in the place of our own limitations as human beings. And we want to walk as our Father walked. Walk as Jesus walked. Walk with the heart of God. And tonight, oh God, it is our prayer and declaration that every heart and mind that hears this and every mind that's crying out, God help me. Father, I pray that you you spread this anointing that is here in this word tonight across the world, that every heart and mind turn and receive of the greatness and the 
joyous life and peace that is in this word of God. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, it is so. It is so. God love you tonight, one and all. Amen. See you next week at 11 p.m. Saturday night. Amen, amen, amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.